So this episode of the JRE Review is reviewing the conversation that Joe Rogan had with Jordan Peterson, Podcast 1208. Now, Jordan Peterson is, like many Joe Rogan fans, a favorite guest and an incredibly interesting guy. Um, it's just always so great to have him on. The way that he speaks... Um, the kind of knowledge that he throws down. It's not to say that everything that you'll always agree on, but he definitely brings about very interesting points and ways of looking at things that, at least for me, were like very contrary to how I saw life and understanding of my actions and things like that before. If you're not super familiar with Jordan Peterson, he has a great book called The Twelve Rules for avoiding chaos i think it's called it's a very good book it's like 12 essays that are really fascinating and then look up his uh videos online it shows a lot of his lectures and speaking events speaking engagements you get a real feel for like who he is there's a lot of his dialogue out there and when there's a lot of content just like joe rogan's it's hard to hide yourself you know it's hard to hide who you really are over and over when you've got thousands of hours of of like you speaking um, out on the web. So you get, you get a real feel for who he is. I think genuinely he's a really good guy that wants to give back and do a lot of good and help people um, feel a lot better. He's a clinical psychologist, we used to be, and uh, now mostly does lecture tours. Um, so with he starts the conversation with Joe just getting into the lecture circuit and uh, how it's kind of amazing that thousands of people will come out now to to listen to academic lecture tours, you know, and young people too. It's like almost making it cool again. Uh, well, again, I don't know when it was ever popular, but it's fascinating that people are going to these things. And and honestly, I would too if he if he ever put one on in a town near me. I'd be interested to go. I think it is really fascinating. There's a there's a lot of other more useless ways you could spend your time and you know people are looking for help and they're looking for leadership um it's some things that are lacking now and men especially are trying to trying to figure this out um the one of the criticisms that jordan has and he, and he brought it up in the conversation is that people give him a hard time because mostly only men listen to you know, come to his lectures and follow him online and do those sorts of things. And, and the more he's been thinking about it, he just, just decided recently that, you know, this isn't a negative. Does it matter who follows him? He didn't pick him. You know, he'd be happier to have a more diverse crowd. But if it's just men, mostly men, mostly young men, and mostly even if they're white guys, he's like, it's helping their lives. It's improving their lives and they can help improve other people's lives. And I think that's an excellent point. It's like, don't get hung up on, on those things, you know, just be, just, just be happy that you can do good. Uh, the main credence of a lot of what he says when he's talking back and forth with Joe is the understanding of more responsibility. People need to take more responsibility on. Uh, they don't. If you think about each of the actions that you take in a day and you're like, is this a responsible action or is this a childish action? And it's, it's quite easy to categorize either. And if you did it for a whole day and more of your actions were kind of childish, like maybe they were negative, maybe they were reaching out, maybe they were like giving someone a hard time 
and really it's just you projecting onto them, you might find that there's just not a lot of responsibility in your life. And that might be the core portion of why you feel kind of unfulfilled. I mean, these are the questions that he brings up and he does it with with like clinical psychology, like actual data. And uh, it's it's really fascinating the way that he's done it. And with more responsibility, he truly feels you'll feel a lot better. Joe agrees. You know, the things that are worth doing come with more responsibility. You know, so bear a heavy load so you don't become bitter, really. Like, if you, if you bear a heavy load, you don't become bitter. People do get bitter, though, you know. Um, and if you don't, if you don't bear that heavy load, what moves in, as Jordan says, uh, will be hellish, will be awful. Like, um, and, and that's fascinating. It's like it, you, there's no way around it. You have to get, grow older, be more responsible, bear a heavy load, take on responsibilities, kids, all the rest of it. Otherwise, you just feel awful, uh, which is which is crazy because we all just think about winning the lottery and retiring and doing nothing and being less responsible. But uh, maybe that doesn't work, you know. Uh, he talks a lot about thinking about things you're avoiding, right? So instead of like goal setting, like what are you avoiding? What are you afraid of? Break down the things you're afraid of into smaller pieces. You know, and then these small pieces can be can be chipped away at. You don't have to see it as Mount Everest. You just see it as one step in front of another. And, uh, you know, that's always great advice, even though it's hard to not look at that mountain. You're like, okay, one step in front of another. Uh, he and Joe talk about facing your own demons and, and that it's very hard. Uh, but your ability to beat it is stronger, which is actually amazing. Like, to think about your resilience like if you actually sit there and face your fears you will get through it and it's the path to your greatest potential so doing difficult things bearing that heavy load scaring the shit out of yourself as i like to call it is really good you know taking yourself whether it's even like sitting in the sauna for like longer than you can handle or going to a circuit training class that really wears you out or doing some sort of a public speaking engagement that really makes you feel awful it's always afterwards you just feel so accomplished and amazing. And it's really never as scary as you think. Even if you really fucked it up, you can go back, do it again. It's it's not as bad. It just isn't. Uh, Joe loves the way that Jordan engages with people. So Jordan Peterson does a lot of interviews on TV uh, where like often feminists or other people will come at him. And uh, he just supports his position. And, and what he's trying to do is not beat a feminist or beat anyone in particular. He's just trying to get to the truth of an argument using logic and um, like a core value of ethics. And then also the clinical psychology that he knows. Like he has to, he has to do it systematically like that. And, the, you know, really, Joe says the way that Jordan engages people is almost like Hoyce Gracie. Uh, back in the early days of the UFC, but for the intellectual dark web. And that reference just goes back to how Hoist would just come out, he looked unimposing, and he just fucked everyone up. He made everyone else's martial art look like shit. And in a way, this is what Jordan's doing. And they're bringing more and more intelligent people out to kind of trip him up. And, you know, they learn the way that he talks now so they can prepare better for it. But at the end of the day, these people are just coming out to win. And, and I don't really think that's what Jordan is is necessarily trying to do. He talks a little bit about uh, negative comments online, you know, are just as bad as negative comments in real life. 
So they hurt as much, right? But he also says positive ones don't have the same power. So when someone in person gives you um, a compliment, say, says something very nice to you in person, it means a lot. If they say it online, it means a little bit, but not as much. But the negative ones really hurt. So they go back and forth about the amount of followers they both have on Twitter. I think Joe has well over a million. Jordan has about a million. And they talk about, you know, don't look at the comments. Just don't bother. You know, not that it's not worth reflecting on how people are perceiving you, but there are just some very angry people out there. And not everything is is like welcomed criticism. And it's really just a lot of it's not necessary, which is cool. That's a good lesson, I think, for anyone that's active on social media. Don't get too hung up on people giving you a hard time. You know, at least you're doing something. At least you're getting on with it. Maybe they're not. Maybe they're sad and, uh, you know, angry. I don't, I don't really, I get angry. Sometimes I get annoyed with some things, but I don't write shitty reviews. Um, I, I just, I don't know. I just feel like it's just best just to, if you don't like something, don't go back. Don't listen to it again. Don't go to that mall. Don't go to that bank. Don't go to that restaurant. Just do it that way. I, I don't think you necessarily need to put it online. I don't know how helpful that is. I might be wrong. I don't know always what I'm talking about, but uh, there we go. Talks a little bit about in the workplace, how you want to be the guy that works 10% harder. And Joe really appreciates that because Joe works a hell of a lot harder. But when you work 10% harder than most of your colleagues, and and especially 10% longer shifts, you often get 40% more return financially. And this is... Uh, some statistic that Jordan had. So if he throws it out there, it's not a bullshit one. He knows where it's coming from. You know, it doesn't mean he did the research himself or, or gained the stats, but he knows that it's coming from, you know, a reputable source. And that's really interesting because 10% more is not a lot more, but 40% is. So put in the work, you know. Um, talk a little bit about prejudice. And how it's unfortunate in society, but it's necessary. Like sexual selection is always um, prejudicial. I mean, it really is. Beautiful women aren't just like sleeping with any old ugly guy. Like they're very selective and that's always going to be the way. And it's an acceptable prejudice, but it really is that. Um, and then it, it, he often talks about equality of outcome. He's not going to work. And this, this idea of equality of outcome is like everybody gets the same thing. But he says that you lose so much motivation and uh, people just aren't working the same and some people just are less capable and, it, and it's 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 very difficult to, to create this. Everyone gets the same kind of idea. You just want to pull people out of poverty is, is really where it's at. Um, and he moves on to an interesting thing about managers and he goes, a manager may have 20 employees and uh, let's say he treats them pretty bad. But no matter what, you're only getting one twentieth of that brute, that brunt, if you're one of his employees. It's it's not always likely that that manager is picking on you with all of his frustration. He has twenty people to deal with. It may feel like all the frustration comes down on you, but that's just a bit of an ego thing. Managers have a lot of responsibility, and it's not always power. Like managers, it's a tough spot for them. And I find that interesting because I've worked for managers before that I didn't respect and were very frustrating. And, and you know, you just never, I didn't at least, I didn't take a step back just to think really what was going on there. Like what were they going through and how could I fix it? This is why 
reading uh, Jocko Willink's book is always good. The Dichotomy of Leadership. He puts a lot in there. That's such a great book because it, it just says, hey, take yourself out of this. Figure out a solution. You know, make this person like you. Make this person respect you. Understand where this person is coming from. And he has tasks in there. And at the end of the day, you just feel better because you're not fighting with your boss or you're not angry at work, which is shit. How most of us are feeling um, a lot of the time, really. Um, and that's kind of it. Um, then they talk, lastly, just about kind of like trolls and haters online. Haters of successful people. Um, they hate their own failure and resent others that do better. Right? This is a lot of people that we all know. And if it, and it's hard to see yourself as one of those people. The, those thoughts creep in. But, but try and stay mindful of it think about it and think okay you know why why am i mad about this why do i hate this person so much what am i jealous of what do i really want you know where is the me part of this frustration and uh it's a tough question but a good one to reflect on um and they should stop and listen and learn instead of complain right so you know haters can do that Haters can take a minute, learn, listen. And on that note, uh, even to the haters out there, thanks for listening. (laughs) I appreciate you guys. There'll be more this week. And love you. Bye.